You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that. AKA the tinfoil hat titan. AKA the conspiracy realist. AKA the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles. AKA the best there uh-huh. is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. He, he, he'll fu- fucking phone racist <laughs> when, it come, when it come to that shit. And it's your man Dame going wild. Pride appeared in the avenue, injured ass Dame. Uh, and that's about it. That's all I got this week because I'm fucked up. This nigga Dane called me and shit like, are you there yet? I'm like, yeah. He's like, could you do me a huge favor? You going to throw me out there? Yes. Go ahead. Definitely throw you out there. I'm thinking like, you need me going to pick him up or something. She's like, can I have your parking space <laughs> so, I, so I won't hobble to the door and shit? What happened to you, man? What's I fractured my ankle. I'm just old as fuck. I stepped down on some steps wrong, tr- probably trying to get past a Transformer or a G.I. Joe at my crib, and <laughs> nigga twisted his ankle up. So I'll be, I be in a soft-ass cast for a couple weeks. Man, go get you a... Uh Get you a broomstick like Omar did and shit in the, uh, in the wire or something. Man. Nah, that broomstick's not going to work. I'm fat than a motherfucker, <laughs> nigga. I'm about 250. A broomstick is going to snap like a fucking toothpick. Mm. Uh, man, we are joining this. We got a special guest this week, though. Yeah, yeah, my homeboy. Uh, me and this nigga go back, shit, 15, 16 years. My nigga Mo Dirty. Yeah, What's man, good with you? Man, chilling, man. Chilling, chilling. Chilling hard, bro. So uh, you in town for a couple of days, kind of plug us in on, on what you got going on, what projects, you know, what's what's life looking like for you these days? Man? <clears throat> As always, I'm always working. So and one of my models is two thirds of the earth. I cover two thirds of the earth. The earth is covered by two thirds of me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Patron talking for you already? Patron has started to talk. (laughs) I've just started to drink this shit, and it just started to to talk to me. But, like, yo, I mean, I get around, and I do my shit, bro. Like, meaning um, I put together a couple of projects. Like, I've been out in Vegas for a little bit, like, enjoying the sun. But I got back. I I got an opportunity to go out there to put together, like, you know what I'm saying, idea after idea, and make it, you know what I'm saying, run parallel to each one of them. And to be able to come and implement it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just strike in and just, like, put it all on the floor one time. What's the rap scene looking like out in Vegas? Um, It's got potential. It's not really, like, you know what I'm saying, a nesting pot for a whole bunch of, like, upscale Detroit hip-hop. Well, upscale hip-hop. Like, they out there. They got rappers out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I bumped into a couple of them. I just actually tapped into it. So, on one end, like, I know a couple of the up-and-coming artists out there. I know a couple of the veterans, but I ain't been able to... Look around and be like, man, these niggas out here crazy cold. Like these, that, I don't see that out there. There's some, there's some niggas that got some potential out there. Okay, so man, I have no idea how Vegas is, man. Outside of like the strip and all that shit, and that's what I'm thinking. Be. Like with with the money on the strip, like with people coming in in and out the city, like it would be, you know, a little bit more of a a, a fertile area to find to find talent and shit. Man, Vegas is the everything the opposite of what Detroit is, meaning. Detroit is mainly like all know how. It's lyric lyricists here, there's hustlers here, um, but there's no scene out here. So meaning like, you know, like the big wigs is out there on the West Coast. Yeah. So but the in on the on the, on the other side of it, Vegas is all scene and really no lyricists out there. Mm. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I meant by it's kind of flip flip the uh, 
it flip flops. Okay, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean it's it, it it proves to be beneficial if you know how to, if you know how to hustle out there. Hustle is the acronym. How you survive through every through life every day. How you survive through life every day. Oh shit, I fuck with so that. So I go out there like you know what I'm saying it's it's niggas out there that be on the strip. That do like street performances. They get them a karaoke machine, a couple of microphones, let a beat ride. They a freestyle, and then somebody man, I can do that. And like, give me twenty dollars. You can get up here and do it. They give them the twenty dollars, or like they they get tips and shit like that. So niggas make livings off the strip, just depending on uh, like where you fit in and on the strip. Okay, niggas out there shitting. You need to be out the nigga out there with toilet paper. So mm, that's what's up. I I just figured you know, like I said, it'd be be more popping out there. So you know. Now that you kind of bought yourself out there, what what opportunities you see for you? Because now yeah. you got the you got the hustle, you got the talent, and you close to the big wigs. I mean, are you looking for a major label situation, or are you just happy on the independent scale? I think with every independent, they have a machine that they can generate money. Mm. So, like on my end, like I found my machine to generate money. Meaning, like I throw a lot of showcases. I used to throw a lot of showcases at the city alone. Now I'm able to just, like, do showcases, battles, event planning, like, around the world, meaning, like, even with me coming down here today, like, I event planned a couple of events before I left there to generate some money to come down here to cover my flights and all of that shit like that. Got down here, had a couple, I got a couple events going that generate some money for me to make my next step to which is going to be to Cali. I'm going to Cali. Once I get out there, it's shit that I got to do when I get out there. Not necessarily saying that I always have the like the upfront resources to do the shit that I got while I'm going out there, but these showcases have made it uh has become my machine to where like okay, if this is what I need, I need to generate a couple of 100 dollars. Let me put together a couple of showcases. Okay. So like on one end that's that's what I'm doing, so um but I also find a way to you know what I'm saying? Bring different markets together, cross rep, uh, cross uh, promote different markets, like on the West Coast from Detroit. So, like, I'm going to Cali February 2nd, and when I fly back to Detroit, I'm getting a rental, and I'm taking 10 artists from Detroit out to Vegas. That's love. I got 15 artists already lined up in Vegas ready to perform and com- um, to go along with the Detroit artists that I got. And I got, what is it, On The Rise Radio. It's an internet radio station out in Pomona, California. That's okay. going to come down and do live broadcasting, and uh, he's going to do the interviews for the artist, a part of the show. Okay. So so giving a chance for <clears throat> niggas from the city to get some real exposure, because, I mean, you know, one thing that's that's big, like, niggas be kind of stuck in their own circle and shit. Like, yeah. they get comfortable here, and it's a whole fucking market. It's a whole nother country. Ain't even ain't even heard of you. And, like, but shit is so saturated here, because, like you say, it's everybody rap. Like, mm-hmm. the talent is here. You know what I'm saying? We definitely got the bodies here, but, like— so Shit, what, what, what you going to do with your product? Exactly. So let's take a step back. So for those who don't know who Mo Dirty is, uh, let's explain who he is. Well, I'll explain how I initially even uh, heard about him. Uh, I'm a battle rap fan. Okay. Uh, so years ago, um, watching the Smack Battle Raps, and I, and I came around like, oh, shit, this nigga from Detroit? Yeah. Oh, shit, the nigga spit. Mm-hmm. And he funny. And the shit hard. And I believe him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because everybody don't have that. Being Authenticity. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You can kind of hear it. And then... Uh, uh, start following on the different YouTube, different videos that you don't belong in Detroit, and it's like my shit. Uh, the, I'm gonna be gone for two months. Uh, that, <laughs> that hey, shit. hey I, re- I remember two months like for real. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I- that's my shit. I listened to that shit the other day. That is very melodic, you know. So and it was like, okay, you got a battle rapper from Detroit who can spit, who got all the qualities, and he make decent music. I need to fuck with it. Yeah. So what's what's up with the battles these days? Are you kind of stepped out, stepped away from that, or 
Where are you staying when it comes to battling? Um, I'm getting ready to get back in the ring this year. Okay. Like what I'm doing is pretty much like the majority of the shit that I'm doing this year is all calculated shit. So it's going to be more so like I wear a lot of different hats. So I don't get a chance to enhance what I bring to the table. So on one end, like I'm giving it the opportunity to plan it in advance. I always do a lot of different shit. This particular shit, I'm planning it in advance to where like I'm a line up a couple battles and like I'm going to go about it. I'm going to give it a full campaign as far as just like. You know what I'm saying? My my entertainment value, like my personality as far as doing the shit that leads up to a battle or leads you into wanting to see the battle. Okay. So I, I ain't never really gave it. It's always just like, let's get in the ring. And mm-hmm. then that's that. There's nothing. There's no anticipation led up to it or nothing like that. So like um on my end, I'm aware of that, though. So the battles are I got a battle April 1st, actually. OK. Um, I haven't signed the contract yet. Like uh, I got to I think the issue only issue with that is I got to have a notary. Um, available to watch me sign, watch me sign the shit, the contract. Okay. But outside of that, April first, oh straight up, sweet. sweet. Uh, any is it a name you can throw out there? or Is it still all kind of tentative? Not a right credible now? one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not a credible one. It's kind of like I'm gonna be doing the battle. I'm gonna be doing the person in the battle a favor. Okay, but like but those know, be, cool. those I'm be cool. fun for me. You know what I'm saying? Because it just be like it be a showcase, and like you you see your favorite battle rappers and shit go out there and rap. I just be wanting to hear them rap. Sometimes I don't even listen to the other person and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, like, I be wanting to see a battle. Like, sometimes, like, I'm not, I don't know if I really want to throw niggas' names out here. Man, but I throw them out. I seen this nigga Marv do a battle, mm-hmm. and he was battling some some fat no-name nigga. And it was, like, a complete wash. And not to not to shit on him and his legacy and what he's done in battle rap, but I would just expect... Like when you got a certain name, I think the level of competition is to sort of sort of match what you bring to the table as well. Because I mean, Jordan wasn't going out. Sword. Jordan wasn't going out and dogging Muggsy Bogues every night. Like he was playing against Larry Bird, Maybe. Magic. Like he had other top tier ba- competition. He was, he was battling in the name, meaning like you can't have Jordan go up against motherfucking Brook Lopez. Like right in the height of Jordan's career, they'd be like, "Who is Brook Lopez?" Jordan play whoever was on the fucking schedule. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, what was on the schedule getting it, getting that work, but you know how sometimes the, the 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 newer MCs try to call out the the heavyweights like y'all don't get us young niggas a chance. We we dope too if you get in the ring with us. So, but you got to do right. something. You got to do something to deserve a chance. You know what I'm saying? A dog gonna howl at the motherfucking moon because that's true what that, he programmed to do. So, I mean, if you the nigga at top, niggas is going you know, speak your name just for the attention. That doesn't mean that they worthy for you to get in the ring and fuck with them. True that. Exactly, because there's definitely layers of shit that has to happen in order for a battle to take place. Battle or anything that's going on. Like, even if you pay attention to social media today, mm-hmm. like, a lot of the attention that an actual artist would get is damn near the energy is going this way to the, the, the people who control social media, which are the people who just doing dumb shit all day. Doing dumb shit. They got all of the attention. <coughs> Soldier boy. They got all <coughs> of the attention, bro. Like, and it takes away from the artist and the, the, the people who actually, you know what I'm saying, command, like, you know what I'm saying, that area of control for for themselves to where, like, it's kind of like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I've been proven over and over and over again. Kodak Black is telling Lil Wayne, I'll beat you the fuck up. I like, what dude. you mean, bro? Ah. Like, you talking, he's the, Kodak Black says he's the best rapper alive. Like, bro, I've been Everybody a Lil Wayne fan. I've been a Lil Wayne fan nigga, for a long ass nigga, time. Nigga, you put, I remember you put me up on the block is hot, like back when you live 
over off LaBelle and exactly. shit. Like, and you was talking like this nigga Lil Wayne finna be that next well, nigga. And we wasn't, and we wasn't checking for it back then. Man, what well, I exactly. understand because Kodak Black then he went on the Breakfast Club. I don't know if y'all saw the interview. I saw the interview. and they asked him, and he wouldn't say nothing. He wouldn't say anything. I'm like, he's like, it was I, the I, weirdest I, shit ever. I don't want to talk had about no, it. He had no leg to stand on. And when they, talk about he it. didn't want to talk about it, and then they they further he was like, you can't. In order to be the best rapper alive, you have to rap. You can't beat somebody up and be the best rapper alive. <laughs> yeah. And Kodak Black was just like looking stupid as fuck. The whole it like no, I just stared at him. Like sixty percent of the interview was quiet. Mm-hmm. Them niggas looking at him like uh, it was the we weirdest interview ever, bro. The is weirdest. that the one where he wore the he wore the ski mask? Yeah, the, whole, the whole interview. I'm like, this shit gotta be weird. I, me personally, I'm like, all right, dog, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not. All right, thanks for coming. Like, really, <laughs> yeah. though, are we finished or are we done? <laughs> like, we gotta get out of here. Um, so I always wanted to know, like, so we didn't rap before and the shit. You know, everybody didn't battle through high school and shit like that. But these battles are different. You know what I'm saying? Battle rap is different than <clears throat> just two niggas in a gym spitting bars. I mean, they get the personals. Niggas be doing research on each other, and these battles be like. You be rapping like 45 minutes and shit, it seemed like. Uh, it seemed like a lot of preparation. How does that go about just memorizing all of those fucking bars? Because you got to keep stopping when the crowd come. That got to be a hard task. It really is. It really, for for the new artists, like because on one end, like like for the for the time and the preparation that it took to actually learn the shit, like, like if you really look at it, it's just like memorizing three songs. Okay. Three songs like without a beat. But you actually have to act out the, the the material that you're promoting. So on one end, it's kind of like even when like I know some artists who they'll record their verse. They record it as a verse. Like, you know, what I'm saying some artists will stop at 48. Some artists will stop at 64 and they're battle rapping. Like, you know, what I'm saying they're battle rap and they'll go record it in the studio and they'll ride around and listen to it in their headphones, walk around, walk, mm. listen to it in their headphones, going to sleep with it on repeat. So they programming themselves with the shit. They got it in their phone where they look at it all day long. I don't do none of that shit. But like, you know what I'm saying? I, this is what really goes on. Like to the point where like that's how they learn it to where they say it to their boys over and over again to where they get built confidence up to where now they know where to the, the, to put the en- emphasis at right, and, right, the, right. and the strong points in the battle. But that's like how most niggas prepare for a battle. And like, I don't like, I ain't battled in a, in a while. So I don't know how niggas prepare today, but I know how I prepare. I watched 300 a couple of times and Rosewood. So <laughs> it's kind of like, and then I sleep with my fist balled up. And then I just say some, I sit in the corner and harness the power of hate. Like, Okay, <laughs> I mean, cause that's I mean, with his fist. <laughs> I mean, that aggression definitely does come through in a battle, though. So, yeah. uh, now is it a larger battle league? You gonna be you gonna be setting up some things in, or you just kind of like how does that process go? Do they reach out end? to you? You reach out to them? Because I'm sure at one point, and I don't I don't know how the process goes, but I mean, I'm sure if you battled on Smack, there has to be some type of relationship there yeah. to a certain extent. There's still a relationship there, like more so like. Um, on my end, the battle, the battle end, like it's always been noted that my music is better than Mo Dirty Battling. That's what had been noted in in the URL corner. So on one end, it's kind of like I've always battled, but I also always continue to make music. So I would fluctuate back and forth from music to where like, you know what I'm saying? I put battle rap aside. Now that I know how to utilize my numbers and my resources it's kind of like i know how to do both 
to where on one end, in order to get on some of these different platforms, they need newer material. So it's kind of like regardless to what platform that I'm getting ready to go on, it's kind of like it's just a it's just it's it's, it's not saying that that's where I'm going to be forever. You know what I'm saying? That's just a temporary spot for me to like host where I'm going to be to where I'm going to get right. based off of the material that I present there. Okay. So that's What's what that? it is. Once that shit hit the internet, typically if I'm if I want to listen to or watch a battle, I put in Mo Dirty versus and then all these fucking battles come up. Yeah. Or Calico versus and then all these fucking battles come up and I don't care where the battle was. I want to listen to this dog. Shit. I got I got ten battles. If I ain't even got more than ten battles, mm. like all these other battle rappers battle like at least like thirty and forty times. They got all these different battles. Like, but here's why I haven't battled that much. Like for one. When I started battling, I stopped and I looked at it. I was like, nah, y'all not about to have me walk this path. Meaning like I'm not about to be chasing behind nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to I'm not about to have to render what I have to offer to anybody or sit it to the side for anybody in in like you know what I'm saying, in just for in exchange for me being on a platform that's gonna help me exposure wise. I'm not gonna come all the way to the East Coast to battle somebody from the Midwest that we could have battled in the Midwest. Right. That's right, why right. I slowed up from battle rap. So now on one end, I know how to juggle numbers because like I throw parties, I event plan, and I know what to look for in the, in the parties and the events. So, but in battle rap, I know how to use the different platforms. Like when I was battling, battling, I had a lot of people at me. And I didn't know how to utilize it because it was just me and I was just, you know what I'm saying, what was comfortable for me was what I was off of. Everything else was just like I had tunnel vision. So now on one end, like I'm enlightened to where I can see a lot more instead of like on one end, like a lot of artists got music. They got music. They can use this music, too, but they don't use this platform to put their music out. Me, in order to book me, you have to give me a certain amount of money. Like, on one end, we have to be able to negotiate to where I can use, like, like make make sure I can use my, my album cover or CD cover. And we play, like, 15 to 16 seconds, 15 to 20 seconds of the actual promo or, or my music for mm-hmm. the CD. Mm-hmm. Go to iTunes or go to Spotify and get this now before the battle even plays. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So if I'm going to get all these numbers, like, think about, like, if I get a 20,000-viewed $20, battle... That means like twenty. That's twenty thousand chances somebody can see my music and you know what I'm saying and run the risk and then they actually going to check for the shit to see if I like if they like what I present to them in the battle. Then it's kind of like okay, let me go check this nigga's music out. Yeah, yeah. that's typically how it is. I mean, you listen to those little fifteen to twenty seconds is important because I've heard some shit like yeah, it's piqued okay. your interest. Let in me this. go. Let me go fuck with this shit and you know it, it works. I found some good music that way. Not all battle rappers make. Well, I don't even want to put. The battle rap, because every if you're a rapper, you didn't fucking battle, like. Or, yeah, it just depends on on the setting or, yeah. or or how big the exposure was, but yeah, I, I agree with you on that. So you dropped a lot of projects, like in the last last couple years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just dropped uh, what was it, King Tutu, mm-hmm. that just can't kind of came out. So what's what's the plans in terms of, of music? I mean, you still because. I guess at least to my count, I know at least three to four projects you probably dropped 2016. Yeah. So so what's the plans, you know, in terms music wise? You got some other some other projects or you just going to keep kind of promoting these until the wheels fall off? Of? I'm going to promote them. I'm going to uh, do some visuals for them. Like I'm a, like I'm definitely going to do my numbers off of them. That's mainly I mean, the, the it's there. It's kind of 
more so timeless music. I consider my music timeless because it, it's not, it doesn't have a time date. I don't talk about shit that can't be brought up like years later. So I'm like, I'm going to present this music to get the visuals together. If you really think about it, man, Nelly Country Grammar was out five years before that shit caught fire, bro. Mm. You Don't Belong in Detroit came out in 2011. So, and that's just now catching fire. So I got a lot of catalog of music that is just a matter of the right push in the right direction. So basically, me on my end, I'm just putting together my team as far as just like the machine that I want to build in order to, to, to take the music that I got and give it the right the right push that it needs because I didn't create a lot of different category I mean catalogs of music that niggas are sitting around like this shit cold this shit cold this shit is great nigga what is he doing with this and it's just you know what I'm saying to to most people it looks like it's just sitting there but it's not it's in the works it's just that like on the promotion and the advertisement end it's some shit that I got to take care of but right. like again that I always say it's just me taking care of a lot of this shit I'm like I'm 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 a one man army. And that's one thing that I paid attention to that I'm trying to remove. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I like to delegate. I can delegate. But one thing that Proof used to say is, like, I wish it was another me. Like, I get twice the, the work that I, quality work that I need to get done. Mm. So it's good that you bring that up. Right. Because I know a lot of people don't know kind of the backstory with you and Proof. Speak on that for me for a little bit. Man, Proof, Proof was a part of the generation that I was a rookie of, meaning, like, I walked into the Lush, um, and Proof was it was Proof, Obi, uh, Eminem. Um, did I say Royce? No, no Royce. Like all of D twelve, uh, like a lot of the mainstream Detroit music was at this one club, and Proof was a part of it. But Proof played a, a huge part in Detroit hip hop. He was a street nigga. He was a hip-hop nigga. He was a political nigga. He was a part of a group. And, you know what I'm saying, he was an entrepreneur. He was damn near, he was a philanthropist. Like, he knew how to get to it. So, and we followed in the footsteps, not his footsteps directly, but we stumped at the same club to where when we came to the club, we were noticed about, we. when I say we, I was in the group. And yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that group is no longer. But when we actually, before we built a group, we were artists who went to the stage and were noticed amongst all of the MCs and lyricists in the club to where, like, we were recognized by the DJ. The DJ would give us a seal of approval. Mm. And following that, like, every week we would come to this club and they would call our name back to back to back, meaning, like, when they heard your name, he... And I would know to go to this club, the stage because that's the hot part of the night. They right, calling right. all the dope MCs. When they call your name, we would come to the stage because they were, were calling I us in groups. Yeah. So what we did was we took and formed a group out of all three of us and made a group. And once we did that, like we shook the club and proof noticed that and proof from that particular point proof. Like, you know what I'm saying? Had been like had his he, he was under his wing. So we became like. Once we left that particular club and started doing group and, and shit like that, um, he used to come to our shows and shit like that. So once he started coming to our shows, one of the last things he said was, like, y'all want to fuck with y'all. So going forward from that conversation, me and the group that I was with at the time, we said, like, we need to go fuck it, proof. Showed up to the office. He said, I'll be there in an hour. He said, I'll be there in an hour. We got there an hour from the time he said he'd be there, and he didn't show up till like three hours later. We sat in the car. <laughs> we sat in the car there, like for like three hours after the hour he said he was going to be there, and 
I would drove. I remember saying like, "Yo, dog, y'all niggas ready to go?" Like my nigga, the nigga was like, "Yo, hit the nigga up." I text the nigga. It was like, "Man, we've been out here forever." It was like, "Well, I'll be there in a minute." Um, like shit. If y'all got something else to do, go ahead and take care of it. LOL. Like he texted to us. But he was being sarcastic. Yeah. Like, but nigga, when he shit, did pull up, he pulled up like 17 niggas with him, walked in the office. We went up into the office and chopped it up. Like, we forgot the fact that it was like we had been outside for four hours. The business and the business mind and the, and, the, and the energy that he brought to the table. But once we actually got through that door and started fucking around with Proof, Proof opened a lot of different doors. We were supposed to go overseas, all kind of different shit. Man, I got one Proof story, though. <clears throat> that shit is pretty Personally? Yeah. Okay. And, and shit pretty sad, to be perfectly honest. Uh, you know, we uh for those that don't know, uh used to have a company, well still have it, but used to have a company, Black City <coughs> Government. Uh shout out to PDPI, uh PD Pistols. We put out like three different projects. Um in two thousand and five we had our own technically we had a podcast before podcasts existed. I remember uh, y'all had the black government black radio. City, yeah, black city government. Um we had the website popping and we was like, We can't get on the radio nowhere. So we bought to fucking make our own radio show. So in my mm. apartment on 8 Mile and Telegraph, I bought some equipment <coughs> and shit, and we was doing an online radio show. Right. Uh, so you can go stream it, download it, whatever. This was back in, like, MySpace days. I Definitely. Remember. MySpace yeah. was popping. That was, the, that was the, the the avenue that we used or whatever. Um, and we had ran in, I had ran into proof at, uh, what's that little club that's inside of, uh, that used to be inside of Tiger, I mean, not Tiger, same, uh, Comerica Park. It was a club in there. I remember. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but I know and I asked him, like, hey, would you mind, like, coming on a radio show or whatever, whatever? And he was like, shoot your information to me on MySpace and shit, right? This was, like, April 9th or 10th or whatever. And I sent the shit the night of the unfortunate situation that happened. Damn. Like, so that shit, that night of, I sent the shit, and it just basically sat in the internet spaces forever. Woke up the next morning and shit. <laughs> to go see like did a nigga response or whatever and found out all the bullshit that happened and that's like he was always a cool and approachable person you know what I'm saying yeah. and it's like I kind of look at like Detroit rap in like two two different segments there was the rappers like it was before proof and then after proof you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and and he opened like you said he opened like a lot of doors in the city for niggas gave niggas a platform to kind of you know, get that get that additional exposure. Not to say that it maybe wouldn't have happened, but I mean, he he was definitely going to be the vehicle to kind of help push niggas because he was already plugged in. I remember, like, my homeboy used to record up at Nation Studios when it was in the Greenfield Plaza in the basement, and I remember we used to all like Royce recorded Rock City down there. We mm. used to always see D twelve, you know, in and up out that bitch, and you know, proof. Proof, and I'll even say some of the other members of D12, like, never had a problem with, like, giving niggas a little game in terms of, you know, make these kind of moves and shit like that. So, I mean, those, that influence is still felt in the city. Yeah. Definitely. He gave me some game. Like, when we got out the car four hours later after we was waiting on him, got in the elevator, a nigga said, with so much sincerity, sincerity, he said, Oh yeah, dirt. Stop fucking all my ex bitches. <laughs> and I stopped. I stopped from that point, bro. I swear I was fucking all his ex bitches. I don't know how they ended up. Proof was fucking everybody. <laughs> like all every all the bad females. He's damn near like the Floyd Mayweather of Detroit. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather fucking all the bitches in Vegas, bro. Like meaning I went to Floyd Mayweather's gym with Spanky Hayes. Like Zab Judah was there. 
Uh, Alex Thomas from the Wash was there. Okay, like it's like three different levels of doors you got to go through, and security. Like the first door you go through, like it's a little door, and it's like security, like six four, like three hundred pounds. The next door you go through, it's like a bigger door, security bigger, like six six, like three hundred and seventy <laughs> pounds. All of them all muscle. Then the other door is just like the door to the gym. Floyd on the speed bag in the corner with like seventy niggas with seventy cameras on him, and he on the speed bag just like like. He's like, you know what I'm saying? He just in his in his zone. Zab Judah was in there. Alex Thomas from the wash. All the females in there was bad as fuck. Like, first and foremost, before you even get through all three of those doors, it's like five, like, you know what I'm saying? Phantoms, like 17 Ferraris, like nine Lambos, all lined up. And like regular people was just outside taking pictures, filming themselves, Snapchat in front of the cars and shit. But back to inside of the gym, like. It was the weirdest shit because, like, even outside of all of that shit, the nigga Alex Thomas from The Wash, this nigga literally ran to the front of the dressing room to where Floyd goes in and out of and stood there because he had an idea for some money to toss towards Floyd Mayweather, but he wanted to get to the front of the line. Floyd's still in the gym working out. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the nigga like Floyd ain't do the work, finish done, be done working out for another hour. So the nigga went and stood and be the front of the line to catch Floyd coming out of the gym, out of the restroom. Like when he was all fucking done and shit, bro, man, that shit is some of the craziest shit ever seen, like that I've ever seen in in a minute for real. Uh, who the um you don't belong to Detroit? You said that was like 2011. Mm-hmm. You know who shot that video? Yeah. Uh, that was like the f- Detroit videos didn't used to be dope. They didn't used to be crisp. That was like one of the first joints that was like visually colors popped. It was like <clears throat> some quality shit. A lot of shit happened in that transition right there. Like meaning that video did a lot for me and set me aside from other videos. Like I was a pioneer to a lot of different videos on one end, mm-hmm. but the videographer was a pioneer for a lot of other shit. Like I like it was a perfect. Like, you know what I'm saying? Relationship pause, meaning like, okay, like this is what I'm asking for as an artist. And this is what you can only hope to get from from an artist by doing some work with the artist. So like on one end, like I started, I branched off and did a lot of other shit. He's branched off. He's doing shit with Wiz Khalifa. He's doing shit with regular fabulous. He's doing shit with fabulous regularly. Mm. Like the last, at least last 10, 15 of fabs. Now I can't even say 10, 15. I'll say at least like seven to like seven videos of Fabs. Okay. So, but Wiz, Fab, and like, I, like you know what I'm saying? I put him in direction. A couple of people I fuck with in Toledo. So, there's some a lot of quality videos out here Definitely. from the same videographer that I used to, not used to, that I still deal with. Okay. But mm-hmm. you, y'all both kind of came through the door together. Because the You Don't Belong in Detroit, whatever happened to the, uh, I was always hoping that you was going to shoot the remix video. Because I remember being at the Bullfrog one night. You just had like everybody that was doing something in the city at that time was like had their hands on that remix. I think uh, the remix ended up getting vaulted because on one end, the original didn't need a remix. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not nothing that was crafted together by a handful of ham, uh, uh, like me and a couple other people. It was a brand. It was something that was branded that became so powerful that on one end, I I can't say that I was doing favors for anybody else. I'd never say that. But at the same time, it's kind of like this song still hasn't had its run. Like Nelly, like I said, Nelly, like Country Grammar was out 
five years before it even caught. You don't belong in Detroit is pretty much like the brand itself is just pretty much just like being familiar to a lot of people in the city. I think it's got like 115,000 views and the black community makes up 14% of the actual population. 14%. So that means if you get the full 100% of 14%, that's only 14%. It's another 86% out there. You see what I'm saying? So... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, that shit is cold. Um, so... Major, major label uh, interest. I know... Um, Damon said you you had uh, some the ear of a couple of different artists. Yeah, yeah, I remember the uh, you know for a minute you and Freeway were kind of I I don't know what the relationship was, but I know I remember seeing like you him Clemmy you know out on a lot of out on a lot of shows and shit like whatever happened with that situation did anything kind of come to fruition there? Um, it's, it's still a it's still a relationship friendship there. Um, like I know on one end like. Uh, I know Freeway has a lot of music that he's doing. I know Clemmy has a lot of different shit that he's doing. And I've always been the one who's had a lot of shit that I'm doing. So I think my whole thing with with my relationship amongst the people that I build with is kind of like, like even with the Wolfpack, when I was in the group in the Wolfpack in the back in the days, like I couldn't stay stagnant for too long to where like if I see their, you know what I'm saying, people are being complacent. Then on one end, if it's not beneficial to me, I'll be voiceful enough to like, look, bro, this is what I'm trying to do. You can either honor it or roll with it. I'm not saying that that's what's happening or what happened. But on one end, like, I don't like to be stagnant for too long. So I know, like, there's a lot of different. Well, there's a couple of for those different situations, meaning when I was in that particular group and with the with, with Freeway, like they're both relationships that on one end. Like the 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 group situation, like it was something that was it wasn't positive for me. Okay. So like I did my individual shit because that's what I knew to do. Mm-hmm. Then the opposite end, like it's with with the actual music with with free. It's kind of like there's more so like okay, he's a bigger brand. So on one end, like you have to move as he moves, or like you know what I'm saying it gets not swept under the rug, but kind of like lost in limbo so on one end in order to not get lost in limbo you fall back and resort to what you know how to you, you used to so like i'm at the helm of a lot of different shit so it's kind of like until like different shit gets fixed or until different things get put into place there's always shit that you can be working on as an artist so like the relationship is still there like you know what i'm saying i probably won't go back and do any group shit for a minute but like you know what i'm saying it is what it is okay that's okay. what's up uh, shout out to Free too, man. I seen some uh, posts by him uh, being under the weather, so to speak. So yeah. Shout out to him. Now you've always had like a relationship with you know a lot of niggas throughout the city. I mean, you know, I can go back in our history. We started, you know, kind of fucking around in a group together. Me, you. Uh, shout out to my homie Big Guy Dia because mm-hmm. Guy Dia was down with us at the time, and I mean, still is. Shout like out that's to boy. Yeah, that's Guy Dia. Guy Dia earlier. Yeah, yeah. He called me, told me he, he y'all was fucking. Yeah, I was fucking around over on the west side. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, Fats, uh, my nigga Rick Jeter with the heater. So, I mean, we kind of, <laughs> yo, my nigga Rick Jeter, probably one of the coldest MCs I ever heard in my life. Straight up. Hell yeah. I love Rick to death. I ain't, I seen that nigga on Finkel just on some, 
on some shit about a year ago and lo- like lost complete contact with that nigga. But shout out to my homeboy Rick Jeter. Uh, He's like still I said, around. Yeah, yeah, me and that nigga just connected on Facebook, so I'm trying to get in touch with that motherfucker. Uh, like I said, my nigga Fats, you know, and niggas are still working, still still doing projects. Uh, is there anybody in the city or anybody that, you know, we can really think of that you want to kind of connect with and work with? Because I remember you've done work with and shit, Trick Trick, Obi, uh, shit, <clears throat> who else? Proof. So, I mean, you, you've kind of been in the who's who or who's in Detroit. All right. I think on one end, like, uh, I'll explore that platform more, meaning, like, even with all of the resources and the names that I know, like, I've never really frequent on the bigger platforms or the different platforms that they frequent on um, because I always have my own platform. So now I'm, the maturity level that's set in for me right now is kind of like I got my own platform set. Now it's time to go be on somebody else's platform and build with them to bring them back to my platform and bring the other people I have to their platform. Um, I think uh, the artists, the artists that I like, I like artists who 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 actually put words together and got a nice little melody. I fuck with o, uh, Oba, okay. like, you know what I'm saying. I definitely uh, we got some. Sh- we we actually been talking. So definitely go. Um, yeah, Oba reached out to us. We we gonna try and get him in here and let him. Let them tell his side of, of a few things. We had Detroit Charlie on, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been getting money in here about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oba reached out to us because he wanted to, you know, share his side of the story. So hopefully we can get him up in here in a few weeks. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, I fuck with a couple of different cats. I fuck with uh, um, I Am Moses. Like, I don't know if you're familiar. She's a female. She called. Okay. Like, uh, who else I fuck with from out here? Like a fuck with NRE. I don't know if y'all up on them. NRE, they're my niggas from Third Street. Okay. Fuck with them heavy. Um, I fuck with uh, K9 from No Scale. No Scale Entertainment. He's one of my day ones from uh, from Brightmo. Okay. So fuck with him. Um, Like uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a whole other level. Like I fuck with PL, PL. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me and him looking to do some shit. Of course I fuck with Stretch Money. I fuck with Big Herc. Fuck with seven in general. Stretch putting um, out some good material right now, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard, I heard. Oh, mother, Clint Bigsby. That's what I call him. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. Who else? I fuck with. Uh, um, fuck with T Dot. I fuck these like all the all the all the all the seniors of Detroit hip hop. Like, I fuck with the majority of them. Um, on the on the juniors and sophomore, I fuck with a couple of them. I, I like uh, Rocky Bad. I like Rocky Bad, uh, Quake. Like, I, ain't, I don't know if you're familiar with the females. I pay attention no. to the females. Females don't get enough recognition around this bitch. True that, true that. Rocky Bad, Quay, uh, Southwest Mook. Yeah, I like uh, Southwest Mook. Yeah. I like Southwest Mook. She be she got that spit to her. Mm. I'm not hip. I got to fuck with her then. Yeah, yeah. You got to check her out. She she nice. Yeah. She, like, she, she for real. Um, so what kind of plug us in where can we find the music where can we find more about you if we want to get if somebody trying to work and got their paper right got their budget together where can they fuck and find with Mo Dirty yeah like you can't fucking find Mo Dirty (laughs) (laughs) where can they fuck with you all right um like yeah you can get it on uh, Spotify iTunes Pandora uh Apple Music Title, Deezer, uh, Google Play, Amazon, 
distro kid. It's all the same shit. Mo dirty. M O E D I R D E E. Um, I fuck I, with that jumping jack record, dog. Jumping jack. That shit goes hard. I fuck with that You're shit, looking. dog. I'm getting ready to do the visuals for that, like within the next couple of days. That's too. what's up. Okay, that yeah. shit been rolling. That's been over. We gotta throw that on. Day. We gotta throw that on. Yeah, matter of fact, I throw that yeah. at the end of this joint. I okay. like that shit. All right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, the the shirts, your brand. Where yeah. can where can we find? You got it? a meetup coming up, right? Yep, the meetup is coming up this Monday. Um, it's at a uh, Michigan Ultra Graphics. It's on Five Mile, just north of Beach Daily, just what west of Beach Daily. And I don't have the address with me right this second, but I can get the address. But yeah, it's just gonna be from ten to five doing t shirts, hoodies, jogging pants. Those the you don't belong in Detroit hoodies and everything. All yes, that sir. Yes, sir. The you don't belong in Detroit. Uh, the 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 merch, the merch, the brand is 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 bread and butter right now. Yeah, and that's one thing you don't find with a lot of artists. Like a lot of them just don't be putting the time and attention behind the merchandise, and mm-hmm. that's. Like, that's what it sustain you. Like, the shows is cool, but, yeah. like, the merch will always be there. Like, when somebody mess with you as an artist, they want to support you. If yeah. you got something that, I want to take this shirt with me, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it, then you're missing out on a lot of money. You're missing out on a lot of connection. Because every time they put on, when that's they put that, you don't right belong in Detroit shirt on, I'm connected to Mo Dirty every time I read this shit. I'm literally thinking about this song or whatever. And somebody might ask, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever. So you're missing a the connection there. So I think that's dope. Yeah, yeah, and that's the important right there. Connection, homeboy. I got connections. Yeah, I mean that's what keep you keep you sustained because it's mm-hmm. not you know always who you know, but fuck who know you. Mm-hmm. You know who can open up them doors for you, and if they got that that FaceTime, that familiarity with you, like that's that that can open up a lot of avenues for yeah, you. And shit. Yeah, for real, for real. You got is it gonna be once? Uh, like you got on. I guess I call it the classic logo mm-hmm. for you. Don't belong in Detroit, but I've seen like the. Uh, the other logo with the Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, you going to have those out there too? Like, I'm going to have those out. Like, uh, basically, you know, I'm, I'm, I pay attention to the calendar. So whatever's coming up, like even with Valentine's Day getting ready to come up, I'm going to have some pink ones, pink and white ones, pink on pink ones, some red and white ones, some red on red ones. Um, Pat, St. Patty's Day coming up, I'm going to have some green and white ones. Fourth of July coming up, red, white, and blue ones. So based on what the calendar, I'm just going to go with the color schemes for it. So, like, yeah. even March Madness coming up. Like all the Michigan colors, it's like so the, the maize and blue, the, the blue and maize, the like I got tiger schemes, I got piston schemes. It just depends on like what's 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 relevant, what's popular, what people recommending or or demanding. So right, that's right. what's up. I now, remember I I got my uh, my oldest girl, and just to give a little backstory, because like I said, I know Mo forever. I remember you came over to my crib one time. My youngins was there. And I remember my daughter, my oldest girl, she 11 now. She's probably like eight or nine at the time. And you came in and you like, you know, introduce yourself, Mo Dirty. As soon as you left, my baby girl came downstairs. She's like, Daddy, that's not his real name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, it's not. But that's, you know, that's what I know him as. Mm. And even my daughter, like I got her a pink and white, you don't belong in Detroit hoodie. Mm. So, I mean, she, you know, when she throw on her, when she throw on her little J's or her Air Max, she, you know, going to middle school. You don't belong in Detroit. Bro, bro, I'm going to tell you some real shit. Like, it's once I get to the point where I need to get to, it's going to be like a ripple effect. Meaning like I was dealing with a female at the particular time and she had a daughter who was in high school. She was in King. 
and I gave her, you don't belong in Detroit, you know what I'm saying, Hook, uh, t -shirt, a hoodie. Yeah. So she wore it in the school. She came back out of school with, like, a list of, like, 20 people who wanted that hoodie. And what I did was, like, I started to do it, but I stopped dealing with that particular female. So I was like, fuck you and your kids. No. And give me all shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, like, like I literally, it, I was right there on the cusp of it, though, because, like, I was going to put together a black, you don't belong in Detroit, T-shirt with the gold colors, and I was gonna put together a "You Don't Belong in King," you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. So I flirted with the idea. I just never went all the way over the shit because, like, on my end, like you know, I dibble and dabble in a lot of different shit, so I can be potentially like in this motherfucking coal mine, like picking away at this damn dirt, and be right there at the at the motherfucking diamond, and then turn my back and go start taking care of some shit over here, and. I just missed my blessing right here just by increment. Mm, so yeah. that's what's going on right now. I'm you got to touch that because these, these kids, like, they they on the wave of shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Niggas 15, 16, 17, like, they— The right motherfucker throw that bitch on Instagram. And mm -hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. And and a nigga going to school, like, you don't belong in Cast Tech. Yeah, you yeah. don't belong in King. Mm -hmm. You don't belong on the West Side. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, so I know we are broadcasting live. I know you got a show tonight, man. Plug that show. Yeah, man. We are one five four one four Telegraph at the Bullfrog, the Mo Show, two thousand seventeen. It's a show that I put together. I barely even perform at the show. I just put together a show to where I can showcase like my friends or the artists that I, you know, what I'm saying, deem quality mm -hmm. or like a lot of different models or or videographers. Like different people that I putting together my my area control. So tonight I got a lot of different artists, and um, uh, my special guest tonight is Stretch Money, and Stretch Money gonna come through. My homegirl Moore, she gonna come perform. Moore Shanae, yeah, Moore Shanae gonna yeah, come yeah. perform. She nice. Uh, it's hosted by Toy Love and News Doppler. It's powered by me, News Doppler, and K Nine from No Scale Entertainment. It's a lot of performers. It's going to be a nice turnout, a real nice turnout. Doors open up 9. What time the show start? The show starts. It's going to be shortly after 10. So okay. The doors open up at 9. Like That's five minutes, man. Get in your cars and go right yeah. now. My, don't meet me there. Beat me there. I promise you, you ain't going to be disappointed for real. Yeah. And yeah. they got naked chicken and they got calamari in the bitch. The bullfrog then they turn into when the strip club, When you said naked, I, I'm about to say, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I mean. <laughs> like, shit, you might as well drop a couple of dollars on the naked chicken anyway. Yeah. yeah I, Do yeah. the naked hustle. And and the models be out. I know back in the day, I ain't going to throw her name out there. There was one model that I know that was part of the team. It's a, <laughs> it's a specific name Story for my past. Name, yeah, shit. and she's, she's an amazing. She's fucking amazing. Mm. Okay. And I just leave it at that. You know who the fuck you are. Okay. <laughs> I don't hang around any ugly bitches, bro. And I say bitches because it's an acronym, beautiful individuals that create haters. I fuck with That's two acronyms I'm keeping for the the hustle and the bitches. Yeah. yeah. I fucks with it, man. We definitely appreciate you coming through, Detroit legend, international legend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and next time, like, I know you said you you got some shit popping. You coming in February to bring some niggas out to Vegas. Like, the door is always open. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I look at this nigga like, literally, we go back damn near 20 years. So it's always like family. I may not talk to the nigga every day, but when I catch up with him, it's, you know, it's always love. And I can honestly say, like, Moe's been one of the niggas that's been the same nigga since the first time I fucking met him. Real like, true. nigga ain't never Real, changed yeah. on me. I mean, nigga went away to went away and got locked up for a second, came back. Like, I ain't never been in jail, bro. You tripping. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> not for no long ass stretch. You just gone yeah. for two months, man. Yeah. yeah. I was just gone for two months. <laughs>
No nah, shit, nigga. I was gone, nigga. Yeah. I remember I remember them OCJ days. I ain't had no more get out of jail free cards. Yeah, yeah. That was that's that's a long time ago. A long time ago. It's all about progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I moved up to prison, nigga. That's what <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I moved up to prison. <laughs> I was shit. going to prison after at the county jail. You graduated. Yeah, I graduated. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I, all. Nah, I'm, I'm done with all that shit, though. Hey, man, jail is some fuck shit. Like, I got locked up shit. like three times last year, and that shit is fucking horrible. Yeah. I say this. Look at God. I've been out for three years. I know um, after seven years, at the seven-mile mark, they'll remove it off my records that I've ever been to prison. Mm. So, like, as long as I don't get into no trouble, I ain't, like, I didn't get in any trouble last time. I just, the, the paper trail that they put behind me caught up with me meaning i wouldn't taking care of all of the stipulations of me being on probation yeah so that's what sent me to prison so once i came home from prison i got off parole now i was just like stay out of trouble for seven years and it's like i'm never even been to prison that's what's up so after seven years i'm gonna be robbing everything again (laughs) (laughs) start over from scratch nigga say nah man but we definitely appreciate you coming through man showing love uh we support the movement uh, we fuck with everything. Yeah, and next time you you back in the city, up. yeah, come back through and fuck with us. Bring us some new music. We gonna definitely add some some music to the episode. So if you're not familiar with Mo Dirty, you don't belong in Detroit. Just the whole yeah, just the whole movement and uh, your management. Uh, what's what's the name of the management team? Um, I don't have a manager. No, no, no. I'm saying you got you managing some artists right now. Oh yeah, I'm managing an artist named Stuff Famous right now. Stuff Famous from Vegas. Um, but uh, the name of uh, the the company that I that I have is called Topsoil LLC. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it's through Topsoil. Anybody beyond Stuff Famous, we should be out on on the lookout for. Um, just right now, Stuff Famous. That's what I'm working with. Okay, right? just me. I'm putting together a nice little package for you. Gonna check her out. Like if you're coming out to the bullfrog tonight, you'll check her out tonight. She'll be at a uh, Mikasa Sukasa tomorrow. Um, in Hamtramck and she, matter of fact she'll be in Brighton with us too so she's going she's DJing in Brighton I don't know if she made her mind up on performing but I know she's DJing tomorrow morning I mean tomorrow afternoon for sure and okay. she's DJing tomorrow night and performing and battling damn mm. she got a busy schedule this she week she got yeah. a busy, busy schedule uh, so. throw your social media out there so they can follow you yeah man it's M-O-E-D-I-R-D-E-E that's uh, on IG Snapchat Facebook is M-O-E-D-I-R-D-E-E um, I got two pages. That's one of them. The other one is Mo Nelson, M O E N E L S O N. So fuck with me, man. I be all over social media. Like I talk, if you, you pop at me, I pop back at you. Like I'm not a bougie nigga. Got a nice following. You talk that shit, I talk it right back with you. Yeah. What's <clears throat> up, everybody in the shop? Go follow me, man. Mo Dirty. We appreciate you coming through. I know you got to get up out of here and uh, go handle the business. Turn that shit out, and we'll you know be through later to, to fuck with you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. All right, man. So uh, we had a, a pretty crazy week today. I mean, you know what today is, right? Uh, the end of the world as we know it. That's the, that's what the fuck today is. The D Armageddon. Ar- D no. I can't pronounce this shit. D Arger. I didn't watch none of the inauguration. Yeah. Uh, now that the inauguration is over, my next question is: What time does the purge start? Because shit about to get wild out here, bro. I I think so. Um. So all week, man. You know. Me being the conspiracy realist and all that other bullshit. You know, I don't really fuck with the government. I don't trust no president and all that other shit, right? Even Obama? However, this week was kind of tough. Like. Tough in terms of. Seeing the. the like the, niggas died on Martin Luther King Day. 
And we got a, the devil as the president in the same week. Yeah. Like, regardless of what my views on politics and everything like that, seeing a, a good black family leave out the White House, no scandal attached, and everything that you saw on, on the surface was good, and knowing what we got coming in, shit was bittersweet, man. We don't know Matter what... Fact, not even... Just bitter. It wasn't sweet at all. It was just bitter. Yeah, because we know what the fuck we about to walk into, and it's finna be some bullshit uh, for the, at least minimum four years. But I know we got a theory that we think Donald Trump is going to, like, resign... After about a year and a half, two years. I definitely do. Um, and perfectly honest, I can actually admit when I'm wrong. Because remember we did the conspiracy theory episode, and I didn't think this shit was going to happen at all. I t- but I told you back then, I said, this nigga finna be fucking president. I thought that something was going to happen, and it just... It, it never happened. Yeah. Um, it's a certain sector of the country that don't want a female running shit. Uh, and it's a certain sector of the country that just, like, don't believe... You know, in middle America has has felt like it's been slighted the same way black people felt slighted before Obama took office. Like there's a certain segment of middle America that feels that same fucking way that they disenfranchised, that they don't have no voice. And for them, Trump provided a voice. Well, he'd appeared to provide that voice because now this nigga has the lowest approval rating from any uh, president elect ever. So everybody who voted for him. Um, at, I think they did a poll of people who supported them or whatever, and it was like 60-some percent. It's like 39% right now. And they said that was one of his highest polling categories. Like, they don't fuck with you no more. Like, you sold them a bill of goods that was not good, and everybody has buyer's remorse because they know you bullshit. It's too late now. It's, it's too, too late, late now. I don't know if you saw, got a chance to see uh, Jimmy Kimmel did a little... Uh, they go out and when ask they when they is asking niggas about Obamacare versus the, the Affordable Care, Care Act, and it's people, the same fucking thing. People don't understand. Like Obamacare is what I what they what it's it was, the nickname for the, the shit. nickname of it, but it's the Affordable Care Act. And they ask people which one you like better. I don't like Obamacare, but the Affordable Care Act. Like you motherfuckers don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah, and y'all these are the people they just that, they just hear the word Obama and don't want to fuck with it. And these are the people that everybody keep telling to go out and vote because we always tell people to go out and vote, go out and vote, go out and vote. No, we got to have a new slogan. It need to be go out and research what these politicians are saying. Research their platforms because guess what? If you don't know what you're voting for, you should not vote. I agree. Period. I know it's your right and everything, but if you do not know what you're doing, if you are It's just, also your right to carry a gun, but like every ignorant motherfucker shouldn't have a pistol. True. But if you on that bitch basically shooting craps, just rolling dice and whatever land on, cause when you don't know what you're doing, no, I do not want you to vote. There's one thing in particular that I think I spoke about on, on a previous podcast. During Trump's whole run for president, he never spoke on education. What was going to happen, what he was going to do. And my, now we got Betsy DeVos <laughs> get fucking getting drugged through the fucking mud. What a smile on her face. And d- dumb as a box of motherfucking rocks. I mean, Bitch don't I know her, her asshole from her elbow. I end up, initially, I saw about six or seven different one-minute clips on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. I had to watch that whole shit. I had to go back and watch it. So I'm thinking like, okay, maybe this is out of context. Nah, it's in context, motherfucker. This woman has no idea what she's doing. And she she admitted she's never never applied for a grant. Did you hear what Bernie Sanders asked her? Yeah, he was like, "How much money did you and your family give to the Republican Party?" I I, I don't know. Uh, we've heard it's close to two hundred million or more. That sounds about right. 
That's uh, how you got this fucking position because you paid two hundred million dollars. Your, your family paid two hundred million dollars to the Republican Party. This now is the richest cabinet that they've that has ever been Ooh, put together. Shit. And the I don't de-inauguration of a Barack Obama is what happened today. Yeah, because this is not the. And guess who we had officiating the motherfucking <laughs> coon ass Wayne T. Jackson. If you if you, if you don't sit your your soft shoe signing ass the fuck down somewhere, and you are what? a fucking disappointment, bro. And guess what? All you churchgoers who are on Instagram. And Facebook posting all of your sad Obama memes. Y'all was and, silent and, and calling out everybody who went to go sing and every and all the at the inauguration. Don't show your motherfucking ass up on Sunday giving your ties to that fucking man. Yeah. Period. Because that's who you giving it to. Because that money ain't going to the Lord. That's going to that man and that Bentley that he got sitting out front. Hey man, Bentley need Bentley run off a of premium gas. And, and this is a motherfucking travesty. We was wondering why he brought them. He, he brought that man to the city, right? Cause now he's in it. He's in it. He gonna fuck around, and be the the archbishop the, of the country, or the, some shit. the official pastor for fucking Donald Donald Trump. And it's the thing that we was talking about last week. Like he was a, he was taking those opportunities to take pictures with certain motherfuckers, put his arm around certain niggas in the city to make sure that he seems you know safe. Donald Trump cares about you. No, the fuck he doesn't at all. No, the fuck he he don't care about your kids and your edu- and their education. He don't care about how you making money. He don't care about your fucking health care. Like all of this shit is. It's fin- if you want social services, hold on. Let me let me just let me just step on my soapbox okay. for a quick second. Okay. If you are on social services, you're receiving Section Eight, SNAP benefits, student loans. All that shit is finna fucking change, and it's not gonna take a long ass time. You're gonna look up 90, 120 days later, and that shit is gonna be significantly different. All my niggas out there that you ain't made arrangement on them student loans, you need to get up on that shit asap, mm. asap, my nigga, because that shit is about to change. Section Eight. Shit is about to change. Who's over uh, housing and urban development? Fuck ass Ben Carson. This nigga fix hearts for a living and shit, dog. Man, Ben Carson can. And you know why he said it, Obama? No, Obama. What's this nigga, orange nigga name? Uh, Trump. Okay. His yeah. nigga said he's the only one that lived in the hood. Uh, if that makes you credible <laughs> to run the law, <laughs> if that makes you credible to run some shit in the government, bitch, sign me up for a seat. Cause yeah, I, I am experts. I have lived with, with not been. a lot for my whole life. <laughs> like, I, I just don't get it, man. Um, think about all the people he's met with, all the coon ass niggas he met with. Steve Harvey, Wayne T. Jackson, fucking Ray Lewis, Jim Brown, bum ass, only Kanye West. Only hey, Kanye, where, where was that invitation for you to fucking perform at the inauguration? Denied. <laughs> they said they wanted a more traditional. Uh, that means keep your black motherfucking ass the fuck at home, nigga. You know, only only person that was missing from this whole Coontastic weekend, Jerry fucking Rice. Yo. Call him. Call him me, up to the me, front of the pulpit. Let me get. Let me get this shit together, dog. Yo, Jerry Rice is on the is on Instagram right now with a fucking helmet with a piece of fried chicken as the goddamn face mask. A piece of fried chicken. Jerry fucking Rice, no mustache, having all lives matter, screaming motherfucking ass. Your career has been deleted from my mystery. Soft, uh, rainbow flag carrying, whatever. And no, let's let's no just put offense. it out. No, let's be offensive. All offense to him. <laughs> yeah, let's be fucking offensive. Jay Rice is a fucking fag. Plain uh, and simple. He, you are shucking and jiving he, for, for, what is this, Popeyes or churches? Popeyes. He has a picture with him under his right arm. He's holding a biscuit 
uh, a helmet with a, ch- a fried chicken piece as a mouthpiece and his hand up in the whole like this shit is like you could not like if you drew this up and wrote it out I'm thinking like this is a fucking joke so, so it's like a parody so like, this is th- this can't be fucking real so let's 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 role play for a second you are sitting in the office oh, and Jesus they present this shit Christ. to you on a fucking where is the drop squad <laughs> What the fuck is the Drop Squad? Have y'all seen the movie Drop Squad? I have. We need to call the Drop Squad on this motherfucker. So you sitting in the office and they bring out this uh, a storyboard with this idea and they show you with a helmet for fucking fry, with fried chicken as the fucking face mask and you sit there and you be like, yeah, I could go for that. You, this, nigga that doesn't, this nigga ain't got no facial hair. That's why the fuck you can't trust this weak ass. Yeah. yeah. Trust these niggas. Obama ain't had no facial hair though. But I think that was he all due a, to the job. He, I think that he, he played for the Yankees. When we see no when we see Obama in a month from now, he's gonna have a full on beard. Man, you know, I was just thinking like, so what they about to do right now? He said he's going on vacation for a second. Like, it's like where did they? What like? So when they went off in the helicopter, like, where do you go? Are you going back? To, is all your stuff gone? Oh yeah, they move you out the White House like the same day. Like they move, they do all the move in the same day. So where do so you all go? His, do I he, go to Chicago? No, nah, he got to go to. He coming back to D.C. because the youngest one, Sasha, is still in high school. So he said he gonna remain in the D.C. area, wait for her to graduate. So, so I'm thinking about. I was in the barbershop earlier where I was watching this. I'm like, so where, where are you going right now, though? He's you going to a hotel room. No, nah, he said he going to, on a vacation in Hawaii. He gonna he gonna take you know a couple weeks off, and then you know. And he from Hawaii, right? Yeah, yeah. They going home and shit, huh? Yeah, take a. F- I mean, after you've had the most stressful job in the universe for eight fucking years, you deserve a blunt, a vacation, and a couple weeks away with your wife. Um, yes, he definitely does. Uh, his hair has changed a lot of colors. He's it's great, great. Trump gonna be gray in about six months. No, Trump is going to be fucking bald. Like, cause every president comes in with a one color hair and they leave gray. He already old as shit. He already he's seventy years old. His body's already breaking down. Yeah, like Obama looks relatively good. When you put the the before and after, he does like he's it's, it's that it's that good melanin. Yeah, melanin. Good black don't crack. Yeah. I mean, and that shit is for real. Yeah, because Michelle still he look good. Those two pictures definitely look more than eight years apart. However, he still look good. Can you just yeah. imagine all the stress? Like we're both in leadership positions yes. in our current lines of business. Right. Can you imagine? And you know the stress and the bullshit that you go through. I got a team at my job where I got a couple people I supervise. And I know the stress and the bullshit that I go through just regular Monday through Friday shit. Can you imagine the weight of everything that fucking goes on? Every significant decision that goes on in the country essentially comes through you. Mm-mm. And your team of advisors. Man, only only advice I can only thing, only kind of silence that there's a book that I've read uh, called The Four Agreements. Okay. Uh, I actually just did a speech on it uh, the other day. Did a speech? Nigga, you in school? Uh, I'm in uh, uh, sort of, kind of, yes. Okay. Something like that. Uh, so I did a speech on it. Uh, Look at you trying to grow up and be somebody. Uh, yesterday and shit. <laughs> I'm in part of Toastmasters and shit. I got to do give speeches and shit like that, right? Okay. Uh, but one of the four agreements, number two, the second agreement is don't take anything personally. Like, no matter what anybody ever does to you, it's never your fault. It's always about them. So, um, okay. I like, can... literally, whatever, somebody may come to you upset, calling a, a complete stranger walks up to you, man, you're an asshole. Typically, you would take that personal, try to explain why you're not an asshole, or, or you would catch so, these hands. Or, but you know what? It's not about you. That's literally. The reason they called you that is something going on with them. It had nothing to do with you, right? 
uh, and I've actually kind of adopted that. So it's hard to for me, it's hard for you to piss me off or for me to get irritated because I take myself out of every situation. This ain't got shit to do with me. I can even say something to you, right? And you respond negatively, negatively to it, and that's still not my fault. <laughs> this sounds like some brainwashing shit. What's the name of this book? Uh, it's the Four Agreements. <laughs> okay. One, be impeccable with your word. Two, uh, don't take anything personally. Three, never make assumptions. And four, uh, always do your best. Um, that sounds like some shit you tell kindergarten kids. Man, it is a dope book. It will definitely change your life. But say I say something to you and you respond negatively to it. Traditional wisdom would be like, he did that because of what you said. No. The reason he responded that way is because all the different things that have factored into his life brought him to that response. Okay. You know what I mean? I could say the exact same thing to somebody else and get a different response. So if I was president, the only thing I can possibly think of that would try to give me some sanity is like, no matter what decision I make, people possibly are going to be mad and impacted of it, but that's not my fault. That's not on with me. That's because of them. I don't have any kind of control over your feelings and everything like that. Okay. That's the only like you have that's their to, lack of emotional self control or stability or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only thing as in that position that you can do because you would literally drive yourself crazy because every decision you make is going to come with some casualty. Yeah. Like even if it's some some medical shit or some health shit, like it may we work for 98 percent of the country, but two two percent of these motherfuckers is going to be fucked up. Like everything that you do is probably going to have a negative impact. And if you always internalize that shit, like you would drive yourself crazy. So for you to be um, the president of the United States and when he he runs off the list of accomplishments. You can tip your hat to that shit. You can. Now, were there some things that I wanted him to do that he did not do, a.k.a. free Kwame? And Big Meats. Like yesterday you let. 300 more people go, 330 more people like, dog, throw no Kwame. Kwame name on no the Kwame. list, dog. <laughs> throw Kwame name on the list, B. I, I feel a certain type of way, but I think that goes back to what you said. That's you can't, you can't please everybody. Yeah, but that's about me. and not about, You know what I'm saying? Maybe like, Trump will let Kwame go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to my nigga Joe Biden bringing El Chapo here a day or two before he left. Because Chapo said he had that. Had that uh that El, bounty on D- Donald Trump head. I thought El Chapo was gonna bring out the old chopper. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late though. It's not too late, man. This is the nigga that's escaped a Mexican prison multiple times. It's not too late, man. That's some crazy dog. Um, all right, man. So what else happened this week? Oh, so something happened in the podcast world this week. Oh man, uh, Tax Stone. Yeah, Tax Stone. Uh, shout out to Tax Stone. So if y'all, I guess I have to break down the story. So Taxstone is was a popular person on Twitter. Yeah. Uh out here tweeting and doing shit, movers and shakers and shit. Uh about two years ago, um Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz brought him on the Brilliant Idiots. Um and did a Taxstone episode and they talked about his life and all the shit he went through or whatever. Um and it got a little bit notoriety and he was a very interesting character. Um based off of that interview and a couple of different things. Start his own podcast. Start his tax own podcast. Season. Tax season. Uh, Taxes has some issues with. Taxes has issues with bullies and people who are uh, who think they tough. People who think they tough. So he had issues. Remember with, that. Remember that old Direct TV commercial when you think you tough. People want to see how tough you really absolutely. are. Absolutely. So Tax has some issues with different rappers and different things, right? But he had an issue with him and um, Troy Ave. Troy Ave. Yeah. So there was always been friction, or whatever. So this past August. And um, 
I can't think of the name of the venue. Well, there was a T.I. concert and there was a shooting um, where Troy Ave. Everybody saw the video where Troy Ave was shooting. His bodyguard um, was killed. Um, yeah, God yeah. bless the dead. And Troy got arrested. They charged him with a bunch of stuff. But at the time, he was like the only person arrested. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tax never talked about it on. T- he never talked about it or whatever. Real G's moving silence. Um, on Martin Luther King Day, uh, Tax Stone was arrested. Um, and they said he was arrested because his DNA was on on the pistol. Yeah, they said they found his DNA on the pistol that killed uh, uh, killed the bodyguard. Killed the bodyguard. They said they found it on the the magazine. They referred to it as a clip, but on the magazine, they said they found it on the trigger. They said they found it on like the 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 where your palm meets the gun. They said they found all this DNA, whatever. So they arrested him. Um, he's out on $500,000 bond, bail. Um, but in the meantime, uh, he's they putting putting a hiatus on tax season yeah. right now. Because uh, he's stuck on uh, house arrest yeah. for the moment. Well, they say he's on house arrest, but they will allow him to record his podcast. But it's probably not the best time. Because uh, they use some of the podcast against him right. in court. So, I mean. This is this is my thing. Uh, and I got into an argument with somebody on Twitter uh earlier and then the nigga tried to turn to a Twitter tough guy and I don't do that. I'm not I'm not the, I'm not about to play with you online and shit. Um Twitter tough guy. Yeah. Like it, it really I I ended up, I went back and deleted the tweets cuz I'm not about to I'm not about to play online with with other people's children, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh but it was like well, <laughs> the DNA obviously shows that Textone was the shooter. No the fuck it don't. Why if if he was the, did he get charged with a murder? Yeah, he got charged with possession of a firearm, or and he's shit. a felon so uh, I mean, from, b- for being a felon. And they don't play about that gun shit out in New York. They don't. So, shout out to him. But this is my thing: was let's say you got my DNA on this gun. That don't mean I shot nobody. Maybe I had that. Maybe it was mine. Maybe I've touched it before. That don't mean that. Maybe my DNA just on that motherfucker. I don't know what the fuck happened, but that doesn't mean I shot somebody. Yeah. What if I had that bitch and it fell on the ground and somebody else picked it up and somebody else shot somebody? Like, uh, but you know, internet lawyers and shit, they 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 swear the fuck they uh SVU and putting shit together, whatever. Niggas watch cold case, first forty eight, forensic files and think they they certified to fucking solve a, a murder. Right. But uh shout out to Tax Man, I enjoy the podcast. Uh it was one of the things to run the like we we kicked around the idea of a podcast for a long time, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and then when he started his, I'm like, dog, I'm bullshitting. Like regular niggas is starting podcasts, and that's one that's our lane. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that was one of the reasons that I'm like, fuck it, we got to pull hurry up and pull this trigger and shit. Uh, so hopefully everything works out. I don't know what happened in the situation, so I can't really take sides or whatever. But hopefully everything works all, out. All we know is that somebody got shot, somebody's dead, and it's a bunch of people in jail. I never wish the worst on nobody, not even my worst enemy. I hope, you know, that what's kind of floating around there isn't true. Right. I hope he can, uh, you know, get out of this situation, regain Which is his livelihood. I've, I saw a video of the incident where Tax was in the video, and the, the video wasn't him shooting nobody. Like, it was him ducking and dodging it, trying to get, trying the, to get the fuck out you know what and saying? not so, get shot. So, I, I don't know. That shit seemed weird. But the feds brought this case, and they waited uh, damn near eight months to bring it. You know what I'm saying? So I'll just say one thing. When the feds bring charges on you, they got some shit. And apparently the, the SWAT team showed up to his house, like, on December the 14th, and then just left and didn't take him. So 
he apparently kind of kind of knew like something was going on. Like, why would y'all send these motherfuckers to my house? Like the whole team squalled up and then didn't take me and shit. Like, so I don't know. That yeah. shit sounds kind of. We've weird. both had incidents with the police showing up <laughs> at our house. Yeah. <laughs> did I ever? Did I ever tell that on air? Nah. Is it time for story time with Jay? <laughs> it may be time for story time. So, all right, fuck it. I'll tell the story. So, uh, I work midnights and shit, right? Uh, I had just moved into a new, a new complex, a new, a new area. And I must've been there two, three months. I mm-hmm. don't really have a lot of company over. Don't, you don't need to know where I live at. Cool. So I hear a knock on the door, like a, one of those. Uh, a police knock. Yeah. And I'm watching TV, 10, 10, 11 o'clock or some shit. I, I mute the TV and shit. I'm like, uh. I'm thinking like, what? first off, ain't nobody buzz no doors and shit like, who the fuck at the door? I'm like, who is it? It's the police. Open up. <laughs> I'm thinking like. Is one of your niggas playing around or some shit? I don't know. So I go through and I look at the, I look out the peephole and I just see black. I just see niggas standing outside in black. I do not think this is the police. So as any nigga would do, I grab my motherfucking gun. I um get behind him like, uh. Hello, who you here for? Like, could you open up the door? I'm like, oh, shit. So I bagged up. I was like, where y'all badge at? I'm not even looking at the door because I'm thinking, like, if I go, if I ask where your badge at and go look through the door, you fucking shoot through the door or some shit. So yeah. I'm like, catty corner and shit over to the side and shit. So it's the police open up, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? <laughs> fuck, fuck, for y'all what? Y'all, <laughs> fuck y'all what with me for shit. So I'm thinking, like, I'm going to shoot through this fucking door. Because every part of my body, every part of everything thinks, Niggas about to try to run in this bitch. I'm think I ain't did shit to nobody. I don't got no problems out here, but who the fuck knows why? So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna call the police. So I picked up the phone. I got a home. I got a landline. I pick up the phone, dial nine one one. So my address and everything comes up. Right. I'm like, uh, I got some folks at the door saying that the police are they the police? So you need to answer the door. I said, huh? He said, you need to open the door. I'm like, oh shit. This is what the dispatcher told <laughs> Yes. So I'm like, okay. I stick the fucking guns underneath the couch and shit. So I go, everything legal. Of course. Yeah, of everything's course. legal. So Except that weed. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so everything, I open the motherfucking door. And when I open the door, like I see about four or five people, full gear. I'm thinking like, what the fuck is going on and shit? One black guy and all, everybody else white and shit. Lady out there and shit. So I'm like, he's like, uh, we need to talk to you. I'm like. We talking right now. Talk to me about what? You like, can we come in? I'm like, no. <laughs> you can't come in. You're trying to get shot. Uh, he like, so, and I'm just like in a t-shirt and some hoop shorts and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not even like dressed and shit. So, uh, I'm like, what's going on? He's like, well, we just want to come in and ask you some questions. I'm like, ask me some questions about what? Like, we really can't say. And uh, I'm getting kind of annoyed because you won't. Uh, allow us to come in and I, my face was like what <laughs> you getting kind of annoyed like nigga you at my house and fully fatigued up and everything like that and i don't know what the fuck is going on and like can we come in i'm like no whatever you gotta act one i just moved over here right <laughs> right uh i don't need you trying to get shot i don't need motherfuckers in this complex and shit watching all the police run inside my motherfucking apartment and shit like i just don't need that i'm like whatever you gotta say y'all say it on this side of the door I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? So they start asking me questions about who who else lives here. What's their name? Your mama live here, bitch. Um, I'm like, uh, how long you been here? I'm like, have y'all went down to the leasing? Like, did y'all go down to the leasing office? Because y'all can find out how long I've been here. Well, we don't want to tip people off. I'm like, 
why don't y'all just ask me what the fuck y'all want? But we don't want to tip our hand in our investigation. We thought we heard a female's voice. Is there anybody else here with you? I'm like, you heard Angela Yee's voice because I was watching The Breakfast Club on Revolt TV. You know what I'm saying? So they start asking me how long I've been there and where Go to the leasing office, bitch, and they'll tell you everything you where, want to know. Where I used to stay, and I'm, I'm being, I'm being more. I don't have to say shit to you, motherfuckers, right? But I'm trying to assist a little bit. I don't want to be. You too still got much the lock on the door, like uh, you got the, like I mean, the little door, chain. No, the door open. You know what I'm saying? They just there, and I mean the door is open, but like it's a force field like, between the threshold <laughs> of the door right. and your ass. Absolutely. So I'm like, all right, bet. So they asked me questions and shit. They were like, um, well, do you get mail here from other people? I'm like, yeah, sometimes or whoever. It's a fucking apartment. Like, yeah. Like, well, what's the name on it? I'm like, and I started to turn. I'm like, I think I got something on the table. And I started to turn around. I'm thinking like, wait a minute. Is it okay if I turn around and walk into my own apartment and shit? Because I don't need one of you niggas to shoot me and shit, right? (laughs) He got a gun. Right. So uh, Next next thing you be a fucking hashtag. Right. So I went and got it, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. So they like, listen, we want to come in. Um, and we want to search the apartment because we thought we heard a, a female's voice. I get the, the idea they're looking for a female. They asked me, uh, who's, who stays with me? What's her name? Do she got family in this city? Does she got family here? Whatever, whatever. I'm thinking like, look, this is way too much. I can't do nothing else for you. You know what I'm saying? But they want to come in. I'm like, no, you can't come in. He's like, well, we don't care. If you got a little bit of weed in there, it don't matter. <laughs> and I got angry. Like, what the fuck? Like, what about me says I got weed? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I work at a bank. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you black and you got an apartment. You, you know got weed. So I'm offended. All right, I'm like, no, you can't come in. Uh, he's like, well, he was like, well, let me just come in. And everybody's astounded. I'm thinking, like, one, no. Because how many times, like, motherfucker, how many times do I have to repeat myself? Absolutely. Them thing I'm thinking to myself. At, at first, one I, thing I hate repeat, hate doing is repeating myself to anybody. I repeat myself to my kids. I ain't going to repeat myself to a grown motherfucker. So initially, I thought, <laughs> I don't have anything to hide. There's nobody here. I know you're not looking for me. You're not looking for nobody who lives inside of my house. I'm about to let these motherfuckers in. And then I thought, Nigga, who the fuck am I? Like, y'all know who? <laughs> Me? Mr. I know my rights? Hell, fuck no. You stand on that. This is the threshold, and your ass is not coming on side of this motherfucker. Plus, I got way too many motherfucking guns in this bitch. You niggas gonna shoot me, and all my shit legal. You know what I'm saying? But I am a full supporter of the Second Amendment. I build rifles. I do the whole nine yards. So y'all, about, y'all gonna come in this motherfucker, y'all gonna see some guns, and then y'all gonna shoot me. Yeah. And I'm not ready to die today. No, the fuck you can't come here. And this was a motherfucking, um, I got his car. This was a, uh, the fugitive, uh, task team. He was a, a, a U.S. Marshal. So he gave me. They're coming to get somebody. Yeah. So, and he was like, so also I heard something in the hallway, right? And I kind of turned and, and kind of looked to the side. It's about 12 people in the fucking hallway. I thought it was originally like four, but they was on both sides of the... And you think I'm going to let all 12 of you motherfuckers in my apartment? Yeah. So I, I said, no, he can't come in. He was like, well, um, if we had to come back, I'm not going to be... I'm, I'm not, he's like, if you're lying to me, I'm not going to be nice about it. We're going to come and we're going we gonna, to... He said, we're going to jack you up. I'm like, I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like... And then the, one of the little ladies and shit, a uh, white lady, she was like, well, if we were if we were coming to get you, you would know it. You don't know what we got. I'm like, nigga, you don't know what the fuck is in my other... You don't know what the fuck is in my bedroom. Let me tell you something. When you come back, I would have already <laughs> fucked your mother and there'd be nothing here for you to see. Get the fuck out my face. So I close the door and shit, right? Cocksuckers. Uh, so I'm thinking like, I live on a... Th- at the time, when I lived there, I was on the third floor and shit. So there was no way I was getting out this bitch. They had people everywhere. So I'm like... 
God damn. So I go off to the balcony, open the, open the window, go to the balcony, try to get some fresh air. Nigga, I look out, nigga. It's motherfucking cop cars all through the motherfucking parking lot. And it's like on both sides of me, it's people looking directly up at me and shit. Just in case your ass would have jumped out that window. Yeah, I'm thinking like, shit, like there was no way I was I was making out this motherfucker. And I'm thinking like, well, shit, now they didn't see me. I'm not about to tuck tail and go back in the motherfucking house. I'm going to stand out here for about five to ten minutes just so your niggas know that I'm not about to be pussy. Uh, even though it was a little tense. <laughs> Did they ever come back? No, they didn't come back. So I'm going to jack you up. Right. So I, I, I ultimately ended up finding out who they was looking for uh, based off of what was going on in the news, uh, the city they was asking me about, and then like the next day they found a young lady uh, like in Atlanta somewhere or some shit, and apparently she used to live in my apartment. Okay. So they was, they was coming there looking for somebody else, you know what I'm saying? But... Uh, they got me. They found your nigga ass instead. So this this story would have been really really fucked up because at no point in my when this shit started did I think that was the police. I looked out and seen a whole bunch of niggas dressed in all black banging on my door. Don't nobody know I live here. I'm thinking y'all niggas about to come in this bitch. If I would have shot through the fucking door, they would have killed you. They would have killed you. But wait, at this particular point in my heart of hearts, I thought my life was in danger. This wasn't no fuck shit where I'm just out here messing around like i literally thought it was about to go down yeah glad luckily i called the police but what if i didn't think i had that much time you know what i'm saying like i'm amazed at the fact that you kept these niggas at the door the whole time and this was one this was one thing where your fucking rights and your laws i I didn't think i thought they was gonna come in anyway to be perfectly honest but i'm and i stood my ground like no y'all cannot come in here y'all cannot search it this is it is what it is y'all can't come in and I'm going to have to deal with it. I thought they was going to come back and break my fucking door and come fuck my shit up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's if you would have let them in, they would have flipped every fucking thing over. Yeah. And I, I knew it would have been a problem. They would probably took my guns and shit like that. And oh, we got to make sure that this did. It was just too much shit. And like, no, I know my rights, whether I'm, I'm in the wrong or not. I know I'm 100% right. You're not coming. The government. Was there any warrant in hand? No. Oh, y'all get the fuck on. No, at no point is the government coming inside of my house without me asking them to. Get the fuck out of here. Unless you got a court order, get the fuck out. I don't care what it's about. You could looking for a fucking infant baby. Sorry. Can't there be a through. baby crying in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nigga, that's uh, the TV, goddamn. You're not coming through this motherfucker. But, uh, yeah, man, that was a nice little, uh, it, was, it was very tense. Yeah. That uh, was a good, good, good story time with Jay. Yeah, I could have I died. But you didn't. Thankfully, you're not a hashtag. I was going to take some out with me. You're going to take some with you? I was taking some with me. I okay. didn't know at the time it was the police. But, but if it just. At, but like, so listen. So after, let's just say, play a little game. So the door opens up and I see that it's the police, right? But at this time, they're already shooting at me. I get to defend my life, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Would I be wrong for defending my life? But it's 12 of them. You want to get that many shots off. You probably wouldn't have got that many shots <laughs> off. Like, well, they had handguns. I mean, still, I didn't. it's twelve niggas with handguns, and they all rushing in. True that. I mean, you might have took one. Yeah, once when the niggas from downstairs started coming up, it was a wrap. Yeah, you might have <laughs> refunded one nigga to the Lord. The rest of them might have yeah. might have had a story to tell. Definitely. All right, man. I think that's all we got for this week, man. Hey, man, that was a great story to end shit up. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> fuck the president. Fuck the inauguration. Uh, I'm trying to get home before the purge start. Absolutely. Uh, don't come to my house because I got more than I had before. Okay. Uh, and I got a vest now. So <laughs> You do. You do. Uh, I don't know how to put that out there. They're going to use this. As- I'm legal, though. 
So, I'm not fully legal. Not with everything that I own. So I'm legal out here. But I mean, fuck it. I support Y'all the Second are. Amendment. Trump supports the Second Amendment. That's the only solace. Look that at I, what you all have in common. Look at that. I saw, that's the only <laughs> solace I have and shit. Like I know he nigga. He might take our guns. He might take all black people guns though. So yeah. Who knows? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. He'll take all the guns that he know about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, shout out. Uh, thanks uh, to uh, Vanessa. Uh, necessary. Um, and and the Cohen and the, the Cohen brand for our last week episode. We appreciate them coming through. Yeah. Uh, I watched the Chicago Fire last week or this week, and um, little Louie. He went back to his family, man. His daddy came back and, you know what I'm saying, took him or whatever. So I don't, I don't know if they're going to be on the show no more, man. Uh, hopefully. hopefully that was, I was asking for a spoiler. She, did, she, did, I, she didn't tell me that. I wasn't expecting that. I, I was expecting something different. Hey, man, it's so, I mean, it's uh, drama. You never know how shit will end up. Yeah. So it was a very pretty emotional episode. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it. It's on the DVR. So I, I am going to watch it. Vanessa was cool as shit thank you for inviting us into your home letting us kind of interview your family and, and oh, yeah. see what y'all also, really uh, about uh we didn't put uh, like a full video up of last week episode because we fucked up the video it was me i, I <laughs> fucked we, up the video we so forgot to hit record after the whole shit was over like, i went to go check the, the the recorder and i did not press the record button so there's no video from last week uh so wait a minute so the video that you've actually saw it's not exactly the same as from last week's episode because we had to redo some shit for the Instagram and for a couple YouTube shits. Uh, but, yeah, so it's a little bit different. It was my fault. Hey, man. Play I mean, us, play us fuck play, up. Play us fuck up. Play us fuck up. Uh, like we do every week. Dame Gone Wild, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I've been getting a lot of love on the Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, Instagram has been. And even Snap. Instagram and Twitter has it been popping. Uh, yeah. Also, Shop Talk Podcast, we're getting our followers up. Follow Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram. Go to the website, shoptalkpod.com, um, because all You'll of the, find all the audio, all the video, all if the you audio, want to reach out to and us. All the videos, all the contact information is up there. Um, also, if you listen, what we really need you to do is like and subscribe. So if you listen on SoundCloud, hit them likes, retweet, or whatever it is. Make a comment, you know what I'm saying? When you rate it. We can kind of move up on that list. And, and look, and if you listening, just tell somebody. Tell somebody. <laughs> like, man. tell a friend to fucking tell a friend. Tell a friend one, to tell a friend. One fan a day. That's my goal. One fan a day. Absolutely. Um, next week, uh, we don't have a guest next no, week. No, it's just us. It's going to be just us. Also, I do need you guys to reach out to me. February is Black History Month, and it's all black everything on this podcast. Um, all black everything. Black owned businesses. Black owned businesses. Um, we would love to get New Era Detroit on here. We throwing that out in the atmosphere. We're going to get them. Um, so reach out to us. Uh, we're not hard to, I mean, we respond back. We're not hard to find. And um, yeah, thanks for the love and the support, man. It's going to be a good year. 2017 start, is starting off strong for Shop Talk Podcast, and we just plan on keeping keeping that momentum going. Absolutely. Uh, once again, shout out to Mo Dirty. Make sure you follow him. Yeah, and hit the Bullfrog tonight. Hit his other two shows tomorrow. If you follow him on any of the social media platforms, you have all the show information. CMO was good. Shout out to all the niggas I kind of started rapping with. My homeboy, Big Idea. My homeboy, uh, Timeless and Thrax. Uh, my nigga, Rick Jeter with the heater. Uh, Chuck the Critic. Uh, my, my homeboy, Point. Like, you know, it's it's good seeing niggas that you, that you know. You know their backstory. You know where they came from and seeing where they at now. Uh, wish everybody nothing but success. Absolutely. Uh, Jay Johnson, 313 on Instagram. And... Um Twitter 
and Johnson 313 on Snapchat. Um, as we always say, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are J and Day. Yeah. Peace.